Hello and welcome to MikeyPod. This is episode 186. Today's guest is Derek Nicoletto from the band Foam Ropes. You've heard him before, you're hearing him again. I'm super excited to uh, share this interview with you. It was a great talk. I like this guy. Yeah, and it's a great album and everything's great. Things are just great. Um, I want to check in with you a little bit. I have an announcement this whole, I keep alluding to this um, new project I'm working on. I talked about it at length on... um, Big Fat Vegan Radio, which you can find a link to. I think it's just bigfatveganradio.com. Uh, I'm doing a collaboration with Tamerlane Animal Sanctuary in uh, Montague, New Jersey. Um, I'll post all the details on my website, michaelheron.com, probably in a week or so. Um, some of the uh, like you know specifics are still being worked out. Um, but if you want to hear more about it, go to bigfatveganradio.com. You should be listening to that show anyway. Uh, yeah, it's a great podcast with Honey LeBronx slash Ben Strothman and uh, Laura Yasninski. So there you go. Uh, yeah, that's really all I have to say to you before we uh, get into this interview. First, as I like to do, here's a track from the album Foam Ropes, self-titled Foam Ropes. This song is called Truth and Fables, and after this, we'll have a uh, conversation with Derek Nicoletto from the band Foam Ropes. I just said Foam Ropes like 10 times. It's probably really good. Foam Ropes. I'm going to play Foam Ropes now. Foam Ropes. Truth and Fables. Enjoy. Cave in on themselves. You'll find me out if you grieve my loneliness. I will turn crimson and cream burn within my cheeks when kindness kills.
That was Truth and Fables from Foam Ropes from their debut album, self-titled Foam Ropes. And this is uh, Derek Nicoletto joining me now. He's the frontman of the band. And uh, thanks for joining me, Derek. Hi. Hi. This is your second time on the show. And it's one of those, like, the last time I talked to you, which was quite some time ago, I think, it's one of those, it sounds super cheesy, it's one of those memorable interviews. Because I just, I don't even remember what we talked about, but I remember being like, that was great. So, <laughs> I just feel like we really well, like, we had one of those like good conversations. So no pressure, but let's do that again. Right. <laughs> so this is a new band for you. Uh, last time I talked to you, you were solo. You released, was it two albums just as Derek Nicoletto? Do I remember that right? Yep. And then Telling on Trixie before that for how many albums did Telling on Trixie have? Then uh, we did two. So that was me and Brad Small and Tommy Kessler and then like interchangeable bass players and usually Andrew Frawley on the drums. And then I did two solo albums by myself, <laughs> obviously. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, actually, that's not even true. Um, I mean, I do them with other people, but I just kind of wanted to be my no- – you know, be my own name. Right. No, I got sick of that. <laughs> <laughs> Which and is totally so, reasonable. I got sick of it. I mean, it would just be weird. Like you'd see the marquee, you know, outside like Rockwood Music Hall. It would be like all these cool band names. And then my long name, it just doesn't, didn't feel very rock and roll. And, you know, the guys that were in my band. Cause I never, you know, I'm not like a singer songwriter. I don't, I don't just get up there with a, a guitar. It's always me and someone else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I, I kind of was listening, you know, I was listening to my bandmates as they were talking to other people. I remember we were at the uh, Montauk music festival and they're like, that's not, I'm playing with, um, Derek Nicoletto, you know, it just, it, it, I don't know. For some reason I was like, it would be great if we were just in a band, it was a band name. And I mean, look, phone ropes is just basically me again, but I, I don't, I just wanted it to be, a, I want everyone to know it's a band. I wanted the guys in my band when we do play together to be like, be able to say it's a band's name. I wanted it to be, you know, I've, I've been doing a lot of acting lately and I kind of wanted to separate the two. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to tell you, I go back and forth about it. I go back and forth because running two social media campaigns and all this crap is about to make me want to throw myself into traffic. <laughs> but, but it, like splitting it up has been nice, but it's also been like, oh my God. It's so the introduction of a new thing to the world is really, really hard to get off the ground. Um, I kind of forgot <laughs> how hard it is. <laughs> it's yeah. So now I'm like, oh God, you know, I don't know. So I, I'm look, it is what it is and it's already happened. So I, I can't go back. You know, it's already, they're already there. And, and look, the guys um, in my band, um, they're not even who recorded the album with me, but they're who uh, I decided to cast the band later. I always do it like that. Yeah. Um, and so the guys in my band, it's Tommy from Telling on Trixie again in the live band, 
right? Okay. Uh, Andrew telling on Trixie again, but we don't have Brad, so it can't be telling on Trixie because he was the co-songwriter. But it was just me and my producers writing the songs. Um, and, uh, and then we, we played our first gig, and then Tommy's in Blondie, so we played our first gig, and then he went on their summer tour, so we haven't played again. But, um, but we'll play now that he's, he's going to be coming back because they're going to be ending their tour. They just did. They oh, just, wow. So, so uh, we should be scheduling some shows soon. Uh, it's a lot. Like it, I, I am like relating to what you're talking about. Just trying to figure out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even, like, I can't even, I just have to, if I said any, if I said what I was thinking, I would just be repeating what you just said. So yes, to what you said, I get it. It's a, it's a lot to like be promoting yourself as your name. It feels weird. It It is. So it, as hard as it is to, introduce people to foam ropes as this new band that you've got after I've got like thousands of followers on Twitter. Right. And now all of a sudden I have to like get a foam ropes account, you know, and freaking I'm going to name names. Gibson wouldn't, uh, I recorded three. I did a show there and recorded three music videos there as myself, right. At their showcase at at their showroom. But when I was foam ropes, they looked at my Twitter followers and didn't realize Uh. it was me. And wouldn't let us do our show our showcase there, like oh, this. Thing, wow. And she was so bitchy about it. About listen, we we're a brand, and we depend on followers. And I'm like, um, this is Derek Nicoletto, you know? Like, and and is that really the way you talk to like musicians? I don't know. It was just nasty. So as as much as that as much as that happens, it is also nice to be like. Saying that, okay, like I just posted that I'm going on your show and I'm talking about foam ropes, you know, because it's its own thing. You know, not I'm talking about my music and I'm talking about my play and I'm talking about my, it gets to be too much about my own ego. You know, it's too much me. It's It's really, really nice to say I'm talking about foam ropes because that's a musical project that was like, you know, born out of me and Jamie Siegel and Keanu Kim. We wrote some of this. John Shannon from a band called The Shift. We wrote the music together. We recorded it. And then um, everything on the Foam Ropes album is a live instrument. There's no electronics there. So that was something I wanted to do. That was expensive, but awesome. Um, um, And then... And then I and then I cast this band, and you know now we get to like, kind of like talk about it's its own thing, instead of like hey, you know below zero club in uh, in Cincinnati where I played before, you know, do you want to book me or do you want to book foam ropes? It's so much easier to say you want to book foam ropes, you know, when you're when you're someone like me who's like doing all of the work himself. Like, look, I don't have a team behind me. I'm not freaking Taylor Swift. You know, you, you know how this is. Yeah. 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 So it's, 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 you feel weird when you, you either feel like you need somebody talking on your behalf or you need to be talking about something that isn't your person. And so, yeah. Even if it is your project, even if it is your project, because there just needs to be a bit of a separation there that it doesn't need to be, but when there is, it's very nice because I've done it both ways and I still do it all the time. 
you yeah. know. Um, so that's the marketing 101 on, on making a band. <laughs> it's really intense. All this stuff is intense. It's just been, I've just been doing my own thing for like, I guess a couple of years now. And, and I'm just scratching the surface of how fucking awkward it is. <laughs> you know, because I'm constantly like, oh, can I really? I mean, I have to post this again. But ugh, like I would be annoyed with me. But then people don't even see it. You know, like I've had shows before when people when I'm like when I've been really like, OK, I'm really pushing it, but I got to keep posting this. And then people are like, oh, you had a show. I didn't even see. So I could have posted more. <laughs> It's, a trip. it's really, you gotta be, it's really a fine line, right? Cause you can't turn off the people who are coming or who are liking you, you know, be right. like, Oh God, again. And then like for that, like, like annoy six people to reach that one, you know, I don't mm -hmm. know if it's worth it. I think you just have to use your own common sense and barometer of if you would be, you know, golden rule stuff. Would I be annoyed by this posting, posting again, you know? Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Post unto others. It's just, it's just, you know, look, it's a hard thing to do. Everyone, this world is about who can scream the loudest nowadays in all their very various forms. And, uh, it, it's a hard thing to do. So you just got to get clever with it. You got to just take time. I like that thing you did when you, uh, that was actually an idea of mine. I was going to yell at you for stealing my idea, but I'm glad you did it because I didn't do it. When you made your, the book, the picture book with, uh, Oh, the, Oh yeah. Yeah. I talked to him about doing that same project. Oh, to, uh, to, uh, Luke and then there you are with the picture book about your music. Oh, oh Michael Heron. <laughs> you got my ideas, but let's <laughs> see now that just means it was a good idea. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, you know what? We're not talking about your album. We should talk about that. Oh, okay. Fine. <laughs> no, but I'm glad we talked about what we talked about. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Truth and Fables. Tell me about it. Mm. Is that too, too broad of a question? Nope. Truth and Fables is the first song. No, it's not. The poem that became Birches was the first thing I wrote this album for this album. Okay. But Susan Fables was the first song where I sat down and I'm like, I'm going to write a song, right? Um, it was about, I've been, I've been studying in this acting studio, Matthew Corzine Studios. It's a Meisner studio. And I have all this trouble. I realized in Meisner, you know, you, it gets pretty like, it's like therapy in there. It's like, it's pretty intense. And, and I realized I had all this trouble, like accepting love, you know, mm -hmm. especially like non attached love. Um, that was a horrible sentence. Un unattached love, you know, like um, with just friends, strangers, people who are trying to be kind with me. I couldn't believe that I had this inability to accept love. And so that's one of the Biggest things I learned my first year there, and now I'm in my second year. I'm in like, I've done a year and a half. So I wrote about that experience, or about the experience I was having on my, uh, having on stage. Um, you know, they were telling me, you know, you're worth this, you're worth this. And, and, I, and I was having trouble on stage, like, um, 
I want to make a joke. If somebody's super kind to me, I would want to make a joke. If somebody reached out and they were intimate me, intimate with me in a non-sexual manner, I want to make a joke or deflect it. Like I was really surprised by the work, the Meissner work, about how much concepts of perceptions of myself, right? So, all right, I wrote it all down, and uh, and it became truth and fables. The fable is that I'm not worthy of like that kind of kindness, right? That's the like the negative self-talk. Okay. Um, and then, and then, and so it's going to be really hard for me to, uh, to accept. I said, all right, I want to rip from my skin, all of your compliments. I'm unable would rather tear out my eyes than recognize the truth and fables. So that's it. That's truth and fables is beautiful. John Hannaford, uh, played the cello on there, you know, uh-huh. real cello and a real piano. Um, I just love it. And I knew that it was going to be hard to, after I made that song, I knew it was going to be hard to find another song I would want to go first on the Foam Ropes album. I I knew it was the number one uh, track. It was track one. It was was track one I wrote. I'm like, I don't know. This is great because it's, it's, it's middle of the road, but it's strong. It starts off soft and it tricks you. I like a little element of surprise. Yeah, you think you might be getting a ballad, but then as you know, it just crescendos. Just <laughs> Next thing you know, your ballad yeah, is gone. Yeah, a little power ballad, rock power ballad turns into there at the end, and yes, I, I just love that song. This is why talking to you is fun <laughs> because, like, uh, and I think I'm this way too. I can write things, and I write them because I don't know how to say what it is I'm trying to say. But you're able to do both. It seems like which is pretty great. Like you can write great songs and also talk about what they're about in a way that people understand without becoming a babbling idiot. Like, like I feel like I do, but it's great. Like it's, I love it. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I want to listen to another track. Um, in my mind, we were going to listen to uh, telescope next, but you just mentioned birches. Do you think we should switch them or does it matter? Two birches. All right. Uh, from the album Foam Ropes by Foam Ropes, this is Birches. Please be there, end of a path. Wooden bench, three perches intertwined Tearing, dangling over a lake Oh, hanging, tempting a fate In love, their marriage, they split from each other free One is God, one is you, one is me only two of us remain to see What's left of this old wooden bench Back broken, split boards, molds and weather-worn I cry out loud, my heart is torn Cause you aren't here anymore Middle of their marriage, they split from each other free 
One is God, one is you, and one is me. And only one of us remains to see the ripples in the lake. They dare the wind, dare us and our mistakes. The man and his soft giant hands Both of us scared Three birches A chill of spring One is God One is you And one is me And only one of us remains to sing Please be there That was Birches by Foam Ropes from their self-titled debut album, and I'm talking to Derek Nicoletto. Hello again, Derek. Hi. So Birches, uh, you said that that started out as a poem, yeah? Yeah, it did. Birches is a hard one. Um, there's a, it's funny, the lyrics are all about, uh, there's in the middle of our marriage, we split from each other free. One is God, one is you, and one is me. And only two of us remain. That is has nothing to do with marriage. It is not a love song. Um, I very, if you know anything about my music, I very rarely write love songs. I can write breakup songs. I can write. Uh, I don't like to write love songs. They just don't come easily. Um, but a lot of people think this is one, and it's not. It's actually about. Um, <sighs> It's about uh, the suicide of a dear friend of mine. Um, and I wrote it a year after I had gone on this retreat with him. And we sat and when we were on this retreat together. Um, we sat by this lake and there were these three birches that were like intertwined. They were winding around each other and then they split halfway through and they were dangling over this lake. So they were both, they were all three of them. They were tight. They were like twisted together and they were also at a diagonal hanging over a lake. So it was kind of like they were tempting fate, right? They were like the wind would blow and they would each kind of like flail around and you didn't know if it was going to fall over as a whole or if you didn't know if one of the trees would break off. And, and, um, and then, you know, we were talking about this, my friend Ryan and I were talking about this funny tree amalgam and, then the next year he's gone. And the next year I go back to that same place in Connecticut. Oh. And, um, and I'm looking at that tree and I'm like, oh, shh, shh, shh. So, you know, I, 
have my journal with me because I figured as much that I would have some words to put down sitting in that same spot we had sat a year before. And, um, you know, I just wrote it out and, and you know what it's like as a songwriter, it's hard to just journal. You're, you are, I, I think like a lyricist while I'm journaling and it's, I wish I wouldn't do that as much as I do actually. Um, and it could write without judgment a little bit more. Um, but, but what came out of it was a beautiful poem. And I talked to Jamie Siegel, who is my producer on every single album I've ever made. And I said, Jamie, we have to, we have to make this into a song. And I read the poem to him. And he goes, oh, I was just fiddling with something that would fit that. Oh, and then he goes, and I was like, oh, and then you know we just sat there in his studio, and I just kind of like sang along with it. I didn't know where where the lyrics would be placed, how what I would cut out right of my poem that I was so proud of, but you know it's all about editing, so it's just part of the process and can be quite liberating and um that's why it's edited and it's fixed and uh yeah and it's purchase so <laughs> it's uh it's an it's a nice homage to 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 myself uh to my friend and it, it was a nice way for me to process and heal that uh, experience yeah, I was going to ask that question and you just sort of answered it, but I, I guess I just want to acknowledge that sort of ability of, of writing about like loss or, you know, major life changes like that. And, and, uh, how that, the process of writing about it and sharing that work is so healing. It really is. You know, if you can get anything out of your head, as a first step, just getting it out of your head and onto a computer or onto, I always use the same journal. I have a, it's a bit of a fancy little journal type that I use. I don't know. I like getting like peculiar and a little bit persnickety about what I write on. Uh, Cause it makes me feel like I needed a good job, do a good job and, and, and did not waste the space. <laughs> if I write my songs in this, uh, in this, it's okay. All right, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna tell you, it's a Christian Lacroix journal, all right? It's got, it's like <laughs> that is so and fancy. Look, I've never even heard of who that is. It's Christian Lacroix, <laughs> Lacroix darling. I feel like eighty. I feel like like you know, Edwina Monsoon saying that, but it's true and it's gorgeous. And I and I keep buying them. And I look, that's where all my songs go in, and that's what I process them out of. So. <laughs> I just trusted myself. I've never told anyone that. Uh, I kind of love that though. When I when I first was studying music composition at Houston Community College in Houston, Texas, my teacher Mary Carol Warwick, like I I did everything the way she did. There were these exact pencils that she she used, and I had to order them. And was before you could really let's get on the internet and order stuff. So mm-hmm. I had to call some music store in <laughs> L.A. And also get this particular like manuscript paper that she used, so I kind of get it. And it's good. and I would use like kind of scratch paper for certain things. But when I was like, I'm writing, I would get those pencils and that special like hard. It looked like Manila folder thickness manuscript paper, 
and I was Beethoven motherfucker. It was great. Yeah, Michael, it's scenes dressing. It's scene dressing, right? If you have that beautiful journal and I'm writing in it with a nice pen, I feel like I'm creating something really special. It sets a tone. It gets me in the mood. It makes me feel like an artist. And that's fine with me. So, yeah. you know, I'm all for a little flair uh, <laughs> to the scene. You yeah, know? I think you're right. I mean, to me, like, you sounded like you were a little, like, reserved about sharing that but i think like it's your trick it's like your pathway right to to right. Your creativity get it it's Look. a pathway to that creativity you know i don't think i could yeah yeah to songwriting that's my songwriting pathway out of those christian lacroix journals <laughs> <laughs> it does sound funny to say christian lacroix lacroix La i love like, it lacroix um, I've got another song for us to listen to, and then we're going to close out the show with it. But uh, I'd love to hear um, a little background about it before we play it. It's uh, Telescope. Mm. And I'm thinking the the full, well, you know, not the reprise, the main version. What would you call it? The non-reprise. <laughs> yeah, the original version. Right. There we go. That's yeah. Yeah. So the original version is Jamie getting it his way, right? The reprise is me doing the song the way I wanted to do it. And um, it was very slow, like the reprise is. So anybody who's listening to this who likes this song, I encourage you to go on iTunes or wherever you're – any streaming service or even YouTube. I've got every song posted up there on the Foam Rope site, just audio. And to listen to both and see what you like. Because he really heard this as a traveling thing with my like super sad message that I'm singing over, which is basically to sum it up, it's like I'm lonely and I'll never find love, right? <laughs> <laughs> In a nutshell, which which I'm not lonely and I have found love, but if I I can I'm describing that moment about when I feel like I'm lonely and I and I'm never gonna find love, right? Like I can't focus my telescope. I can't get it right. I will never be good at relationships. Like I can't win. I'm not built that way. I'd rather be like in rock and roll clubs and I'd rather be in hotels and I'd rather travel all over the place like I do. You know what I mean? So that's what this song is about. And when he played the song to me, he played it really slow. He it, it first. It first came from that riff, doo-doo-doo-doo, and it goes much faster in this version. But if you hear it, the um, um, Ali Rockberger played the uh, played the whirly on that on the um, on the reprise, reprise. Yeah. and you can hear him, doo-doo-doo-doo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, so he sped it up. And uh, he, anyway, that's the idea I had. And it was just a really lonely sounding riff. And I was at New Year's Eve in Vermont with my friends and they were all coupled up and I wasn't in the couple then. Mm -hmm. And I was like self pity party. Right. And so then I was like, I'm going to go write a song about loneliness and then telescope came. So um, I brought it back to Jamie and, and I had it, I thought he would do it really slow. And then he goes into the, into the studio with the guys and they come out with this like because he loves that juxtaposition of a really sad sad vocal over a really poppy like 
bed of music. A Kind Ghost was like that, um, too. A lot of my solo stuff was like that. Really sad stuff over really, like, bright music. Um, but Telescope is definitely Jamie's favorite song on this album. <sighs> Telescope may be my favorite song. I don't know. It's Telescope or Truth and Fables. Huh. I can't decide. I- I'm really happy with the two versions, to tell you the truth. I think yeah. it's great that way because um, I liked it the first. I liked the original version, and um, and then I heard the reprise, and then I was like, "Wait, what is this a reprise of?" And I went back and listened to it again, and I don't know. Having the two versions really makes for a whole experience of the song, which I thought was really cool. Thank you. Yeah, sure. So you could tell it with the reprise that I was getting my way because I sang the crap out of it. <laughs> Like I was saying, like I was freaking, you know, I was giving it to you on some stage somewhere with an yeah. actual audience in front of me. Like I envisioned the whole thing. Whereas um, in the original, I was like joining the, I was, I was, I played my part. I think it's great. I, probably my favorite song in the album, but, but, but with the reprise, that's, I'm much happier with my vocal performance. Yeah. Well, and you, with something slowed down, you have more room to play when you sing it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you know, I, I couldn't sing the fast version the way I sang the slow version. So anyway, I hope everyone enjoys it. Telescope. Yeah. And I, I really want to encourage people to go track down the album, which is not hard to do. <laughs> you can find it everywhere. Yeah. Um, I, random question. When you're recording, how are you um, a person that does a lot of vocal takes or do you get in and out pretty quick? Um, I think after all these years, I'm pretty quick. Uh, I can usually, yeah, I'm, I think I'm pretty quick. Um, I never do just one take because what if the next take is great? You know what I mean? Oh um, yeah. Yeah. I always do it a couple times. Um, and, and the other thing is if you're still in the creating process, it also depends on where you are along in the process of the development of the song. Because if you know exactly how you want that song to go, like I did, um, I knew exactly how I wanted Beauty Number 9 to go. I barely had to. I just went and I sang that. That was like done. Um, Bad Apples too. It was just easy. I knew exactly how I wanted it to be. Um, oh. I don't know. It's uh, when you're kind of still figuring it out, you maybe have to do more takes because they can hear the doubt in your voice. There is a song that I've created that I hate that I won't say what it was because then people won't listen to it. But um, you can hear the doubt in my voice all over the place. So what I really should have done is gone back and done more takes. But look, I've got like six or seven studio albums in my, under my belt. And I think for the most part, I'm one of the quickest people that they work with um, just because it's just, a matter of I've done it for so long. I think yeah. when I was younger with the first telling on Trixie album, it took me a long time. We would do a song a day, you know, just to get me warmed up, just to get me in the mood, just to get me where they wanted them to get a good take. And then they would do punch ins. And now I'm like, I'm not punching stuff in this. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I don't know yeah. why I was, well, no, I just, I'm curious about people's studio habits. That's why I wanted to ask that question. Yep. Yay. Cool. 
Well, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, foamropes.com is the best place to find out about foam ropes. Um, DerekNicoletto.com. Should we send people there too? Absolutely. Go to all the places. <laughs> <laughs> Derek. Uh, I'm making notes to myself to make sure I do this. Um, yeah. So great. Uh, anything else I should tell people to look for? Obviously, please go buy the album, everyone. That's the thing that good people do. Well, we're going to do, you know, while the boys were away doing their fancy tours with Debbie Harry and such, I recorded, uh, I did a music video for Potion Me Well, which is definitely the most fun song on the album. Um, I did, a, uh, and I also did videos for On Celery Road and Telescope. So those on Celery Road and Telescope are being edited right now, and those will be out soon. And then, you know, just stay tuned for our for the shows. I hope everybody just like, you know, will reach out on social media and then I'll announce it within reason without annoying anybody. <laughs> but in the, in the event that you are annoyed, please know that we do our please best know not to really annoy for us. <laughs> I love it. Thanks so much for joining me on the show. I really appreciate talking to you again. Yes. Thank you too. Thank you for having me. And this is Telescope. I don't know what I believe I don't know what I believe
From their self-titled debut album, that was Telescope from Foam Ropes. Thank you for listening today. Thank you to Derek Nicoletto, my guest today. My name is Michael Heron. You can learn more about me at michaelheron.com. To find out show notes, other information such as, (laughs) and not limited to that, what, um, mikeypod.com for show notes and links and anything we talked about today. We weren't too heavy on the links, but of course you can find all the information about Derek Nicoletto there uh, and Foam Ropes. Foamropes.com, DerekNicoletto.com. Find links at mikeypod.com. There's lots of .coms there. Um, listen to Big Fat Vegan Radio to hear about my new project that's coming up. It's a year-long thing. I'm super psyched. Um, yeah, and also check my, my website. Sign up for my mailing list, all that kind of stuff. Um, if you are so inclined and you're enjoying this podcast, I'd love it if you would go to iTunes or uh, your podcaster directory of choice and uh, leave me a favorable review and talk to your friends about how much you think I'm great. And let me know what you'd like to hear, MikeyPod at gmail.com, and just let me hear from you. All right. Thanks again for my guest, Derek Nicoletto. And uh, oh, apologies for missing last week. I was actually out at the farm where I'm starting this project. So, uh, It was a little more than I expected. It's a lot of work to be at an animal sanctuary. You'll hear more about that soon, and I will talk to you all later. Thanks for listening.